to God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Whoo. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Nicole said, chug a lug, chug a lug. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, it's offering time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Didn't even have to prompt you for it. Amen. If you don't, whoo, gracious. <laughs> if you don't have an envelope, just raise your hands. The ushers will get you an envelope. And uh, if you're making out checks tonight, uh, make them to Voice of Revival. And uh, you can go, if you would, uh, you can go to uh, givebc.org, I believe. Do they have the handouts? All right, you should have a handout to give directly to Voice of Revival, but you can also go if you're watching digitally. <laughs> you can go to givebc.org, or if you're on Facebook, uh, you can, have you shared it on your Facebook yet? So your fans and friends have... <laughs> He's about to share it. So everybody that's connected to his page that's not on here yet, just wait a minute and then you can get connected by his sharing it. Anyway, if you're watching on Facebook, you can type in the comments, hashtag donate, there you go, hashtag donate and then the amount afterwards and uh, it'll, it'll prompt you to do what you need to do. And everything that's coming in is going into the ministry of Dr. Richard Rhonda Moore, Voice of Revival, and it is good ground in Jesus' name. I'll tell you, there's been multiple things that I've sown uh, into him and into their ministry, and each time I've done it, I've received it in, as a harvest. Uh, that's good ground. <laughs> Just FYI, in case you were wondering. If, if you sow into somebody and then you receive a harvest of that, that's good ground. <laughs> that, that's the way it's supposed to work when people are doing what they should be doing in the kingdom of God. So, amen. Hallelujah. Whew, collecting myself. So, let's go to Scripture. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. Tonight, I'm going to tell you, God wants you wealthy. God wants you wealthy. I'm going to challenge where you have been. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 22. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Now hear that. This is the promise of God. It is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no, say no, no. Zero, zero, sorrow to it. Sorry. He adds no sorrow to it. There's a lot of people who have become rich who have sorrow attached to that wealth. Many times that wealth causes them problems. 
But when the blessing of the Lord makes rich, there's no sorrow attached to it. There's no issues. There's no problems. Uh, because it was the Lord and it came about in the Lord's ways. And the Lord's ways are holy. You see, when he makes you rich, by how? What makes you rich? The blessing. Make sure we keep these verses up here the whole time because I want people looking back at them. The blessing makes rich. And he adds no sorrow. That means, how do you become truly rich? Who, who is the one who makes you truly rich? Only God. Only God. So there's some people that have some money, but they're not rich according to spiritual rich. They're not, and I'm not just talking, when I say spiritual rich, that means rich across every area, including finances, but every area. They're, they're rich when God makes them rich by the blessing. We want the blessing of God operating in our lives, and he wants us wealthy. He wants us rich. He says over in the, in the New Testament, he said, Jesus was made poor for your sake so that you might become, be rich, right? It says over in 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, Beloved, are you his beloved? Amen. If you're his beloved, shout amen. Amen. That's what I was thinking. I thought I was talking to the right people. You're his beloved. He's talking to you. He says, above everything, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Even as your soul prospers. He says, look, if you'll just go after me and grow up spiritually, he said, I'll make you rich and I'll make you healthy. And not only that, I want to do that above all, everything. Why? Because he's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. We just got to decide we're going to walk uprightly. Walk with him. Just walk with him. Just walk with him. Just walk with him. And you'll step right into his blessing. If you're walking with him, you think he's avoiding the blessing? No, he's walking right through the blessing. Woo! Walking right through it. Glory to God. He just like stays in the blessing. See, if you walk with him, you're right in the blessing, and it's the blessing that makes you rich. It makes you rich. <laughs> it says in Genesis 13, 2, Now Abram was very rich, very rich in spiritual things and in his mind, and he just had everything well in, in his mind and socially and spiritually. Abram was very rich. Is that what that verse says? No. No. It says he was very rich. How? In livestock and silver and gold. That's material. Now who gave him that, who gave him that richness? See, I, I desire richness. Because it comes from the blessing. In other words, if you're going to be rich... It's the blessing that gets it to you, and you get into the blessing by walking with God. Who, who wants to walk with God? Then you're going to be rich if you do it. And, and who, who, watch this now, who doesn't want to walk with God? That, that's a good, good job. All right, good. Y'all are on top of it tonight. You're not too drunk yet. All right. But if you're not walking with God, then you won't be walking in his richness. But if you are walking with God, you will be rich. This is how we know that Jesus was not poor. Because the word tells us that it's the blessing that makes rich. And he walked with God the whole time. The only time he became poor was when he laid it down for your sake and mine. Yeah. 
That was it. Besides that, he carried wealth with him. Wealth with him. Listen, they don't gamble for clothes that are rags. They said, oh no, we can't even rip this. They were willing to take a chance to win it all, but they was so precious, his garment was so precious, he said, surely we cannot rip this thing. It's too precious, too wealthy. That's not what poor people have. He was wealthy. He was rich, and God wants you rich, and God wants you wealthy. He wants you in overflow. And then it says, now what it say? The blessing of the Lord makes rich. He adds no sorrow uh, to it. Then in Genesis 13, 2, and Abram was very rich in livestock and gold and silver. In other words, the material things, he was very rich, very rich. And then you go over into Galatians. Galatians chapter 3, verse 9, it says, so then those... Who are of faith. Are you those of faith? Do I have any those of faith in this room tonight? Are you you bold enough about it to shout about it? (laughs) It says those that are of faith are blessed. Now how was Abram blessed? He was very rich in livestock and gold and silver. Abram was blessed in livestock and gold and silver. So when the Holy Ghost came over to the church of Galatia and wrote them a letter by the hand of Paul and said, those that are of faith are blessed with Abram, he was talking about the same thing. If Abram was blessed in any way, those that are of faith are blessed in the same way. The same way. You're blessed. You're blessed to be rich and have no sorrow added to it. Now see, you'll have these things as you believe. If you don't believe that this is true, they'll just sit on the table and and you'll go to heaven and then you'll stand in front of Jesus and he'll say, why did you bury my talents? Why did you take what I gave you? I gave you faith, I blessed you with Abram and you never even applied faith to receive it. He said, you could have had abundance for every good work, but you just left it on the table because of some false humility, spirit of religion, that you thought you had to be poor to be Christ-like. Why didn't you study my scriptures? Now, is that what you want when you get up in front of Jesus? I don't. No. If God gave me a gift, I want to open every bit of it because there was a price paid for that gift, and I want to esteem the price that he paid. I want to esteem it. So then it says this, go over into Deuteronomy 8, 18. Deuteronomy 8, 18. But you shall, I'm like pulling out all the wealth scriptures tonight. Not all of them, just a few, but these are some of the big hitters. These are some of the designated hitters to take you over the fence. You're going to go over the fence? You're going to get a home run in your finances tonight? You're going to get a home run in your wealth tonight? You're going to break through? Like tonight's your night. You've been swinging in the little leagues for a long time. But if you believe tonight's my night, I'm getting the home run I've been needing tonight. Then shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you got to get to the place where you're starting to receive this stuff. Where we're not just amen and all good, I agree with you, preacher. That's such a good point. No, no. We get to the place where we're receiving it. Oh, I connected with the ball tonight. It's going over the fence tonight. 
is the designated hitter. I'm going to receive the anointing that's in these scriptures. These scriptures are for me. They're for me. Hallelujah. Make it yours. Make it yours. I'm receiving it tonight. Home runs abound in here. Glory to God. We're just going to whip the other team tonight. How many people we got in here? I got a home run for every one of us. It's going to be like 50 to nothing. Just in the adults. The kids will get two home runs. Amen. Amen. He says, it is the Lord who gives you. Deuteronomy 8.18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. This word, confirm his covenant, it can mean two different things. Number one, he says, look, I love you. You're my child. I got an inheritance for you. You're my child. I have an inheritance. And to confirm my love for you and my promise to you, I'm going to give you the power to get wealth. The other thing that he does, and, and we'll look at this in a minute, is he gives us an abundance through wealth and riches and abundance to do every good work. And he says, I want you to take wealth and riches, that abundance, and I want you to produce the good work I'm calling you to. Because you need supply to get it done. You need supply to get it done. Now, here's a question for you. How, how much is wealth? How much a year, how much do you think you need to be worth to be called wealthy? <laughs> All of it. I like that answer. A million dollars. Huh? A billion dollars. See, I can tell y'all been paying attention to some bigger thinking. How much is wealthy? Hey, you need to close your eyes and maybe ask the Lord, Lord, how much is wealthy? Because it's not according to what you and I think. This is God talking. This is God talking on His level, on a supernatural level. This is the Lord talking. I want you to be wealthy on His level. All of a sudden, see, if we're not thinking like He thinks, if we haven't given ourselves to have our mind renewed to his level, we might apply the world's wealth. We might fall far short of what could have been. But we got a big God. We got a big God. We were talking the other day. The, the wealth in the planet Earth is somewhere around five quadrillion dollars. Five quadrillion dollars. If you took five quadrillion dollars and stacked it to this ceiling about 25 feet high, and if you stacked five quadrillion dollars, do you realize the line that would represent one million dollars would almost be where you couldn't even see it? It'd be so thin in that stack. One million dollars is nothing to God. That's right. And this is just one planet. And God created it all, and he holds it all in his hand, and it's nothing. I just read the other day, I think it's on Saturn. It rains diamonds. Like scientifically proven, it rains diamonds on there. Well, okay, Lord, what's the Lord got to do? Oh, whoops, that raindrop missed Saturn, and it's headed to earth into your backyard. Uh, anybody receive it? That's all it takes for God. Yeah, you get it? That's all it takes for God. 
We're talking about wealth on God's level. Nine planets in this solar system. He's going to do it. He's doing it now. He's doing it now. Hallelujah. He's doing it now. (laughs) He's doing it now. People are getting it. People are getting it. Nine planets in this solar system. Jupiter, I think it was Jupiter will hold 1,360 Earths. So if you just take the same thing, it, it equals out to something like, oh, I don't know, something like six or seven, uh, I don't know, quintillion dollars. It's a bunch of money. Just in Jupiter times the solar system. And this solar system's around one star, and our star is one of billions of stars in the Milky Way galaxies, and in the Milky Way galaxy, and the Milky Way galaxy is one of billions of galaxies, and it, the universe is still expanding today. Yeah. What's it expanding on? The voice of the Lord. <laughs> and he made the stars also. Just a little verse. Oh, by the way, Stars. Stars be. All of a sudden it is. God owns it all. He measured the heavens by the span of his hand. He owns all this. What is a million dollars to him? What is a billion dollars to him? Nothing. What kind of wealth are we talking about? Uh, What can you imagine? He said, I'll give you more than you ask or imagine. So how do we move into this kind of wealth? Because he's given you a system. He's given you the power to get wealth. The interesting thing is, if he's given you the power to get wealth, that means that there's something I must apply. You can have power in a car, but that doesn't mean you're going to go anywhere until you crank it, put gas in it, and romp down on the floor. Right? That doesn't mean anything. But if he's given you the power to get wealth, then what you have to see is say, God will empower me. He'll show me the way. He'll show me how to put the keys in this vehicle of wealth. He'll show me how to crank it. He'll give me the skills to drive it. (laughs) Whatever is necessary. And he'll get me down the road and we will transfer the power that's in his word into the account so that he may establish his covenant. So what's his way to get wealth? I'm going to give it to you real quick and if the Lord leads, I'm going to give you one other piece of it tomorrow night. But I want you to see this. How does he empower us to get it? Now I need uh, three guys. Mark, come here. Caleb, come here. Bill, come here. I want you to see something. You three guys just stand right here about, you know, four foot apart each. There you go. Glory to God. Now let's just say, I want you to turn, put it up on the screen, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10. And what we're going to do here is we're going to work backwards. I want you to read this verse, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now if all three of these men are born again, all three are righteous. But this verse right here tells us that there's something that we can do that will increase the harvest. 
What is he telling us? He's saying that these men, based off of their decisions and their actions, can transfer the power of get, of, to get wealth that God has given them or not. Some may transfer a little bit of power. Some may transfer a lot of power, but it's in their hands. It's in their hands. You and I both know a whole lot of people that have never used the power of God to get wealth to really get a hold of anything. All they've gotten is an average earthly existence. God wants wants to give people wealth. He wants millionaires. Let me tell you, he wants billionaires that will fund the kingdom and not forget who gave them the power to get there. I'm talking to some people tonight and online that are starting to get it. I can tell just by your response in this church, you're starting to see differently. You're starting to look differently. You're being like Abraham when God told him to walk about the land and he said, everything your eyes can see, you can have. He took the promise of God and they made, he made it his and then he walked about and he looked on it with detail and saw what God had given him. Just because people know Jesus, they are righteous, but there's a different harvest for each person based off of what they do with what's theirs. So he says this in verse 10, He supplies seed to the sower and bread for food and will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness based off of what you do. So what's he going to do? Based off of what we're about to talk on, God will come into your hand and he will give you seed. He will give you the seed. It's not yours to produce. He'll give it to you. And then when you say, all right, this is seed and I'm going to plant it, I'm going to plant it, he says, when you plant it, I'll multiply it. I'll multiply it. Just in earthly terms, I forget what the exact number is, but if you take two kernels of corn and you plant them in the ground, it's something like uh, 600 times what you will get on an average year of corn. That's just earthly. That's just earthly. What's in the kingdom of God? That's just earthly. What's in the kingdom of God? What's in his kingdom? And he said, I want you to see this. Wealth and riches in the kingdom of God You know what it's also called? A harvest. It's a harvest. How can he bring about a harvest? Well, he can do a couple of things. He can can have somebody walk up to you and just say, "Uh, here's a million dollars. He just, Dr. Richard just told you a story about one guy that walked up and said, here's a hundred thousand, and in three months, here's another hundred thousand. That's not out of the realm of a harvest. But he also may say, uh, while you're laying down here on the floor, because Dr. Richard just prayed for you, <laughs> laughing, acting, acting like a fool to the world, yeah. and the, but the anointing is coursing through your veins. Woo-hoo-hoo! Breaking off every yoke of bondage, every yoke of the curse, every yoke of lack, and breaking it off right there. And all of a sudden, he gives you a business mind. Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden, you go into business and it works. You may be sitting down there, and, and a harvest may be that a lot of times that's where the ideas will come. That's where the inventions will come. While somebody's rolling around in what the world calls foolish, God's going, oh, no, they planted seed. It's time to bring about a harvest. Here's an idea from, straight from heaven. Bing. I didn't have to break off a, a rain of a diamond. I just gave you an idea that will keep on producing. Keep on producing. Give you a business idea. Right? Show you how to make some money. 
give you some wisdom on something, tell you to buy Bitcoin when one Bitcoin was worth 10 cents. It's now over 15,000 per coin. How would you like that? A lot. <laughs> A lot. He'll tell you what to do. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you how to do those kinds of things. He'll give you the ideas. That's the harvest. But how does that harvest get here? In order to get the harvest, you've got to plant the seed. But God will give you the seed. All right, so how does that abundance come about? How does that harvest come about? You've got to plant the seed, and God will give you the seed. See, this is the beauty of God's system is I can pick anybody out of the crowd and you can be a multimillionaire or you can have nothing. God says, I'll give away. It doesn't matter what you have today. I'll give you a way in my word to get the power to get wealth through seed time and harvest that will remain as long as the earth is here. He says, I'll get a way to get you a wealthy harvest. He said, all you've got to do is purpose your heart to be a sower. Watch this. So the end is he'll give you, he'll increase the harvest. He'll increase the harvest. Verse 8, 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able, watch this, to make all grace abound to you so that always have an all-sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. He wants you to have an abundance. He may have somebody just give you a harvest. He may give you an idea. He may, you may be getting ready one morning and putting your clothes on. All of a sudden, the Lord says, oh, there's somebody who's been a sower. He says, Gabriel, go and take them this idea in Jesus' name. And all of a sudden, Gabriel, zoom, through the heavens, down into your closet. And you're sitting there, and the messenger of God shows up. You can't see him. You might not can feel him. But all of a sudden, that message comes in, and you, you see something you've never seen before. You, you had a problem you were working on, and God just showed you how to unlock it. And, and that idea turns into a business, turns into a harvest. Or he may just do this. He may say, hey, Phil's in this, in this business already. And he says, he's been planting seed. I need him. He will do the right thing with it. He will do every good work. Gabriel, get him an abundance. Gabriel calls all his angels over and he, and he says, hey, boys, cause favor to come to Phil. And, and all his angels go zoom, 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 zoom. And then a hundred people call him on Monday morning. I need whatever you're selling. Harvest time. It can be so many different ways. All we have to be concerned with is know that God will give you the power to get wealth and know how to get it. Know how to get it. He says this, I'll give you all the grace you need. What is grace? It's a supernatural, straight from heaven, God-sized power and favor. And he said, I'll give you every bit of it you need to get what? An abundance, a wealth of a harvest that he adds no sorrow to. I'll give you all the grace you need to empower you to that supernatural harvest. How? Verse 7. Each one must do just as he purposed in his heart not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. I want you to see this. 
God commands us to do what we purposed in our heart. So how can he command us to do something if we don't have the ability to? That would make him unjust. So God says this. He says, if you will purpose in your heart to be a giver, if you'll purpose in your heart to be a giver, I'll give you, I'll bring supernatural grace into your hands. I'll bring supernatural grace into your hands. I'll bring supernatural grace. What does the grace look like? Seed. He said, I'll give you the seed you need. You just now do what you purpose to do. Do what you purpose to do. Look at verse 6. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. When we get to the place where we will say, Lord, I see who I'm talking about. I see what you're capable of. The level of harvest and wealth that we're talking about is not even earthly. It is supernatural and it is heavenly. And this is how it works. Let's say I'm going to pick on Caleb because I know he can take it. All right? Say this with me. Uh, Don't be like Caleb. So let's say Caleb is born again, but he's hearing this message. And he's like, I don't know. That preacher just wants my money. That preacher just wants my money. Now hold your hands out. And he, and he says, you know what? He says, I don't know. I don't know about all that. That preacher just wants my money. Well, here's what the Bible says. What has he purposed in his heart to do? If he thinks I'm just up here trying to get his money, then all of a sudden what he's going to do is he's not going to purpose in his heart to do anything. Say it again. Don't be like Caleb. And so when, when seed starts coming by, God's going to go, what's in his heart? Mm, he's not purposed to sow anything. <laughs> now, now watch this. He may say, see, the harvest is going to be multiplied times what you, what you sow. The harvest is going to be multiplied times what you sow. And so... If you want a big harvest, you got to sow a lot. So let's say that you say, you say, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to sow $20. I purposed in my heart to, to sow $20. Here's what's going to happen. The Lord says, I'll give seed to the sower. And, I, and you must do what you purposed in your heart, which means I'm going to give you the seed that you purposed to give. So God's going to come through and he's going to go, hey, what have they purposed in their heart to sow? Nothing. He's going to walk right by. He's going to say, what has he purposed in his heart to sow? Oh, he's, he has purposed in his heart to sow $20. Boom. And that $20 is going to be placed seed in his hand. That's not money in his salary. That's not money in his budget. This is over and above seed that God will give based off of what he purposes in his heart. See, a lot of people think this is going to come out of everything natural. No, if I'll purpose in my heart, God says, I'll give it to you. You're not earning it at work. I'll give you the seed. Then he walks over here, and, and Phil, he heard the message about supernatural wealth. He knows the one who's supplying him is not supplying him from an earthly means. He said, oh, I purpose in my heart, and he says, I might not even have it, but I purpose in my heart to sow $2,000, right? I don't even have $2,000 right now, but Lord, and he gets his heart exactly where it needs to be, and he says, I purpose in my heart. God says, oh, 
You purposed in your heart 2,000. Here's the seed. And he'll drop in that seed. And now all he has to do is plant those. So now here's the thing. They can have seed, but here, here's what a lot of people do. They'll take what God gives them and then they start eating it. How much harvest are they going to have? They're going to have a full belly once. If you purpose in your heart, we must do what we purpose to do. But see, the seed's going to be given based off of how you purpose. So he's going to have a harvest based off of what he purposed in his heart. He's going to have a harvest of what he purposed in his heart. He's going to have a, a harvest of what he purposed in his heart. Now see, here's the thing. He could have been a millionaire at this moment. He could have been a hundred thousand heir. He could have been a hundred penny heir. He had a dollar in his pocket. But which one's going to come out? The one who purposed in his heart what to give. Let me read this again. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. How I see God and believe God is how I will receive seed when I purpose that in my heart. And as I plant that, God will bring about the harvest. We got three different guys here. That they all have the same scenario. It doesn't matter if they're rich or poor. God can take them to another place. God wants you wealthy. And he's given us a way to get the power to get wealth. But we must plug in to his system and not let our thinking get in the way or the world's thinking get in the way. He's laid it out so clearly right here. And he says, look, I'll, I've given you the power to get wealth but it comes through grace. And he says, I'll give you all grace that abounds, all grace that abounds in everything. The question is, how have we purposed our heart? Amen. Thank you, gentlemen. Tonight as you give and tomorrow night, you should already be thinking about tomorrow night. You should already be thinking about tomorrow night. Lord, I'm purposing in my heart to sow seed. Lord, show me what you want me to do. Show me on what level you want me to have seed in my hand to plant. And God says, look, I don't care if you're the poorest or the richest on earth. I've put a system in place that doesn't matter what side of the tracks you grew up on. What happened to your finances today? It makes no difference. This is the beauty of God's love. The beauty of his love is he's given us a way that he is a respecter of faith. He's a respecter of faith, not your position in life. He is so merciful and so gracious. And he says, I don't care where you're at, whether you're poor or wealthy now, according to the world standards, I've given you a system that's holy. And I'll step you right out of that poverty and lack and step you right into the abundance of God if you'll just go with me and walk with me and keep walking with me. And how does that start? Just right here tonight. You know, I, I've mentioned this, but I hadn't really explained it. This is why I want everybody to have an envelope. Because I know that sometimes people come in and they've never heard any messages like this. And they, they didn't come prepared to give. There may be people watching online. They didn't come prepared to give. You can take that verse off now. They may be watching online. They, they weren't prepared to give at all. They weren't even thinking about it. They're not prepared. They don't have stuff, you know, ready to go. 
They may be walking in and you don't have a penny to your name. But see, here's the beauty of it. Tonight we just gave you an envelope. And this envelope, I promise you, it costs more than just a penny to print it. And you can take this envelope and you can crumble it up and you can throw it in the garbage. But even if you didn't come prepared to give, you can say, you know what, Lord, they just gave this to me. It's now mine. I have it. What has he done? Without you even knowing it, because he's given us some instruction years ago, he just put seed in your hand. And it can kickstart and jumpstart your finances just tonight. Say, Lord, this, if I threw this away, or I just kept it in my Bible, this would be money that a ministry that preaches the gospel of Christ, this, this would be money that they would have to put out again. I know it's not much, but what's the biggest offering we hear about in, in the Bible? The two mites of the lady. He says, this woman's given more than everybody else. Why? It's got to do with her heart. See, you can close your eyes tonight and say, Lord, I might not have had much money. I might not have been prepared to give. But I purposed in my heart to sow. And now all of a sudden, even if I wasn't, I got something to sow. Lord, and as I sow this envelope, as empty as it may be, see, this is why we give it out to everybody and make sure every adult has one. Even because it gives everybody in here the opportunity to step out of poverty starting tonight. You can take that envelope and you say, Lord, I know it's not much in the physical, but it means a lot to me. I'm sowing into your kingdom. Thank you for giving me seed to jumpstart my finances and start me on the track to wealth tonight. Lord, I see it and I sow it in faith, hope, and love. And all of a sudden, it may not look like much to the world. It's foolishness to the world. But to God, he sees it. He sees your heart. He sees where you're at. And all of a sudden, things can change. We've watched that happen so many times. People's finances be kick-started and jump-started and had the testimonies come through. It's about where's our heart at. So I just want you to stand on your feet right now. Hold your envelope up. Hold your giving up. Say, Lord, this, is, this represents me tonight. This is who I am. This represents time and money. And, and Lord, you have put seed in my hand. Lord, tonight, I do not. Tonight, I will not have a lack of esteem towards the seed that you placed in my hand. I will not have a lack of esteem. Lord, I esteem this tonight. It costs me something. It's worth something. Whether the physical amount is big or little, it means something to me. And I'm going to plant it in faith. And tonight, you're putting me on the path to wealth with no sorrow added to it. You're putting me on the path to abundance. You're putting me on a path to a huge harvest. Lord, I receive it, and I'll walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as you feel that faith rising up in you, I want you to walk down and plant that envelope in faith right now tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Don't throw it in that basket until you know, Lord, I'm planting this right with a cheerful and an abounding heart. But when you're ready, come on. 
Father, right now, everything that people are bringing, Lord, every piece of finances that's kick-started, even if you weren't prepared to give and all you got is that envelope, come put it in here with faith. Let God show you His power. Let the Lord show you how He can break you free. Let Him show you. Well, there's not anything in it. I already went over that. It's worth something. Lord, right now, we receive your blessing, your supernatural on every penny that is sown. Lord, let it be supernatural in Jesus' name. Father, multiply the seed that's sown. Multiply it, Lord. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto their lives in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you receive that and you planted seed in faith tonight, I just want you to shout. There's something changed tonight, something big that was released into your life, and I want you to receive it with a praise to God and just shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. You received that change. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Give somebody a high five and you may be seated. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're so glad to have you here uh, tonight, and uh, we praise God for you. I see all the ladies went to the bathroom, <laughs> almost all of them, and I'm looking out here, I'm like, man, this is awfully manly crowd we got here. I did the offering, and all the ladies, they, they, they took that, that break. <laughs> so anyway, we just welcome you. It's been a great, great night. And it's going to be a good one. It's been a great week, and it's going to be a great, great night. And we are so excited and ready to have you and looking forward to the ministry that God brings through you. You ready? ready. Let's do it. Amen. Love you. Isn't the Lord good? Thank God for his presence. Amen. Amen. Thank God for his presence. You know, I think if there's one message that the church should get a hold of, it's definitely the message that you just heard. Because one of the areas that I have found in, in, in church is that the, the church, the church definitely has a, a poverty mentality. Yeah. And that has to change. Yes. It's impo- it, it is impossible to come into a revelation of who God is and think small. It's impossible to come into a revelation of the bigness of God and think little. See, here's the thing that you have. I'm sitting right there, and here's what I heard in my spirit. If we could just get people to get a hold of seed time and harvest. Do you realize, understand something tonight. Do you realize that every time you sow a seed, the ground is forced to produce? Yeah, yeah. The ground is forced because it's the law yeah. that God set in motion. Yeah. And if people would just get a hold of that, I promise you, every single day, multiple times a day, people would be giving. Yeah. Why? Because it's a law that God set in motion because the ground is forced to produce. Yeah. By God, God, listen to me. When you sow that seed, God has commanded yes. the ground to produce. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Isn't the Lord good? Hallelujah. And, and you know, I think the one, the one, the one thing that I, I, I pray more than anything, especially for the church, 
is for the church to come into an understanding of just how big God is. Because they, they seem as little. But you have to understand, when you, see God, when you see God as a big God, you see everything. You see His mercy is great and mighty and big. You see His, his forgiveness is great and mighty and big. You see, his, you see His power. You see His goodness. You see everything about Him. Why? Because it comes from Him. Because there's no beginning and there's no end with God. Do you know that? Do you understand that that if you could just come to the place to where you believe and act, if we could just get people to the, come to the place to believe and then by faith act, nothing is impossible. Well, that was a whole lot better quote than <laughs> the response I got. That's for sure. I'll say it again. If we could just get people to believe and act, yes. nothing's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Because all things are possible to him who believes. Amen. And, and you, you know, Pastor, Pastor was talking earlier. He actually, I, I, and I actually, he started talking about Abraham. And I'm going to get into, he, I thought he was going to take my message tonight. And, uh, you know, the anointing of God is so pressing. You know, this morning, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine in um, California, a dear friend of mine. And, and uh, the anointing hit me in the car. And so I come in here this morning to do taping, and the whole time I felt like I was in a, I was in a cocoon. I was, uh, the blanket of the anointing of God was upon me. Now, it's, it's here right now tonight. No, no, it's, it's yeah. here right now yeah. tonight. You do not have to leave. <laughs> you do not have to leave here tonight as you've come. No, you do not have to leave here tonight as you come. Well, I'm healed in my birth. I'm healed in, I'm, I, I don't need anything in my body. I'm healed. Well, well, you can leave with a greater fire. You can leave with a greater understanding of just how big your father is. Because, you know, he's so big, he wants us to call on to him. You know, he's so big, he wants to get involved in our life. But oftentimes, because of the way we think, we hinder him. And because of our disobedience, we hinder him. Amen? Because you have to understand, God wants to move, but God needs us to cooperate with him. No, no, no. God wants to release many things, but He needs you and I to cooperate with Him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, you know, when you just get into an understanding of how big God is, you know, I, I did a study, and this is really not my message, but I just want to just bring this out just, just because I want to just brag on the bigness of God. Yeah. Amen? Oh, because He's so wonderful. Oh, because He's so big. And, you know, what? And, and two things... I'm thinking, you know, thank God for Holy Ghost people. Amen. Thank God for Holy Ghost friends. Because two things, when it came to the offering, and when it came to, when it came to Abraham, and then he started talking about the stars and galaxies. Yeah. I, I'm like, seriously, Lord, I mean, do I get to say anything? <laughs> <laughs> but it's called being in tune. Yeah. Because here's the reality. God's not saying something over here and something over here and something up there and something back. God's saying one thing. And if you're in tune with Him, you're going to took into what He's saying. Yeah. And then everybody will be speaking the same thing. That's right. Amen. Amen? So we're just flowing in the Holy Ghost. I remember, I remember a few, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I went to visit a friend of mine. And there's this church that's just booming in Florida. And I just went to visit him because he's going to church there where the pastor had me get up and speak. And as I was sitting in, as I, as I was sitting in, in, in my, my seat, uh, I, I was just dwelling on asking because it dropped in my, in my, in my spirit. The, 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 right, and right before he called me up to testify, I heard these words, tell the church to ask big. Yes. Well, I didn't know I was going to get up and say anything. And then he, he says, you know, we have an evangelist here. Come up here, brother, and share. 
And I just shared what I just told you. And it's the very, and what was amazing is his, his sermon, his message this morning was on asking. See, you, you, can, you, can get in, you can get into that flow, amen? Yeah. Well, it's, it, it, here's the thing. It's not hard. It's easy. You just got to want to do it. Yeah. Amen? And, and, and pay the price for it. Most people aren't willing to pay the price. But I, uh, I just want to just mention something about, show you the bigness of God's breath. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Ooh, I feel it. Yeah. I want you to, by the Father, I thank you by the precious Holy Spirit as you walk up and down these aisles and then those that are watching. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you, Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, made to give, give to each one that's here tonight and to each one that's watching over the internet a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you that they might see just how great and how mighty and how big you are, that there's nothing impossible and you are the one we serve. You are the one, oh, that's redeemed us. You've given us your life and you've given us your nature and Lord, I thank you. In the name of Jesus, yeah. that from the night on, those watching and those that are in this house, there's increase in every area of life in the name that's above every name. Amen. I, uh, I, uh, you know, there's, there's, um, the, the, how my little gropa shifte levre bashata. Hallelujah. Mama gropa shifte levre basiste levroma talavroma angelevri vrobosutai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I, I, I was going to go there. I don't even want to go there. I just wanted to step over here, but. I would just I would just say this, you know the the, um, the there's there's four <laughs> Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know there's um, there's there's uh, all those galaxies that Pastor talked about billions, and of course we live in the Milky Way galaxy, and you know of course you know there's there's four I mean there's 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 the the four biggest stars in our galaxy. You know the first one's the sun. But then there's another star. There's another star that's called Beetlejuice. Anybody ever heard of it? Yeah. Not the not the cartoon, yeah. but Beetlejuice. And I, I just want to give you just just a little understanding. This is not really. Not, I guess it is my message. It's not my message. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm just taking a little side journey here because I want to brag on the bigness of God for a moment. Yeah. Amen. I just want to brag how big He is. Yeah. Amen. Can we brag? Can we brag on the bigness of God for a moment? Yeah. Come on, church. Do you, do, you, do you realize that the sun is so big that you can put 960,000 earths in the sun? Yeah. Think about it. it. The earth is so, listen to me, the sun is so big. And the Bible says God in Psalms 33, the, the, I mean, David, David described it. I mean, think about just from the, that's all it took. I mean, God didn't even have to lift his hand. God didn't even have to speak words. We know what happens when, when he speaks, uh, when he, by faith, he begins to speak. The world's created. I mean, the Bible said he created out of nothing. But you know that the Bible says that with his breath, that's all it took. And he formed all these billions and billions and billions and quadrillions. I mean, there's innumerable. You can't even count them all. Stars. And you know, I guarantee you there's new stars being created all the time because when God does something, understand, the only thing that comes from God is life. Yeah. And life keeps producing. Yeah. 
Understand who our Father is. He saw, I want you to understand tonight, He's so big that He wants us to seek Him. And He wants us to call unto Him. He wants us to draw nigh to Him. I mean, so the sun is so big that you can put 960,000 earths in the sun. The second biggest star, there's so, there's so much in here about the, you know, like, like Betelgeuse is like 427 light years away. I mean, there's just, it's massive. And God did, did this with all of His breath. I mean, Betelgeuse is so far away, it's 5.88 trillion miles away from the earth. Think about it. Do you, do you, do you know if the, if, the, if the earth was a golf ball? If, think about a golf ball. I mean, it's, it's like that. If the earth was a golf ball, now picture the earth. If the earth was, was a golf ball, just the second largest star they found, that you could put a, golf, put a golf ball down beside the Empire State Building and stack six more Empire State, five, sorry, five, six total, five more Empire State Buildings on top of one, so you got six total. Think about how tall that would be, and with the earth being the size of a golf ball. With his breath, he did that. With his breath, he did that. Understand the magnitude of God. See, that's why I've said, don't, don't bring, you know, people come and say, yeah, you just don't know what I've done in life. No, 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 no. You just don't know how big God is. You just don't know how good his goodness is. You just don't know how, come on, you don't, you don't, don't bring God's goodness down to the level of your mistake. He's, he's good. He's merciful. Amen. The third largest star, hallelujah. The third largest star is Musifi. It's 2.7 quadrillion. You, you could put, listen, you could put 2.7 quadrillion Earths in just one star. That's how massive it is. And that's not even the largest star that God created with His breath. Think about it. You can put 2.7 quadrillion. Christians don't even think in them numbers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, unfortunately, Christian th Christians, you know, they're, they're very familiar with, with George. No, no, they're very familiar with George. They, they think in terms of hundreds or thousands. Few in terms of millions. But you can put 2.7 quadrillion Earths inside this one store. You know how big that is? That's massive. No, that's massive. Actually, the star is so big, if the earth was a golf ball, you could, you could take two Golden Gate bridges and put them side by side, and that's how big it would be. That's not even the largest star. The largest star they've found so far is Canis Majoris. It's the largest star they found. <laughs> Listen to this. If the earth was a golf ball, Canis Majoris would be the height of Mount Everest. So it's so massive. The, take a golf ball and sit it beside Mount Everest if, it, if, the, if, if the earth was a golf ball. Understand how massive that is. Amen? No, no. Understand how massive that is. <laughs> you can fit seven quadrillion, quadrillion earths inside this star. You can fit seven quadrillion earths inside this star and God created it with His... <sighs> Breath. See why, see why Jesus said, if you can believe, 
all things are possible. If you can believe all things are there's there's literally nothing impossible. Nothing's impossible. And then last the last point about this. If the earth was a golf ball, you could cover the entire state of Texas with golf balls 22 inches deep. Think about that. Hallelujah. Just lift your hand. Let's just worship El Shaddai, the God that is more than enough. Lord, we worship you and we magnify you. Lord, we glorify you. Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you honor. I tell you, I, I, te- I, I tell you, the, 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 the glory of God is here tonight. Yes. I, I, I tell you, I mean, it, it's, it, it started right at the very beginning. I mean, <laughs> the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of the bigness, the magnitude of God. I mean, just, re- just read Revelations chapter 4. Uh, how God describes this throne and what's going on around the throne. The, uh, it's, it's the throne of God. And, and He tells us, He tells He's so big. He says, call unto me and I'll answer you. Call unto, think about it. He's so big, He's so mad. We saw just with four stars what He creates w- with His breath. And yet he says, call unto me and I'll answer you. Jeremiah 33.3 Call unto me and I will answer you. 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 Call unto me, and I will answer you. Not only will he answer us, he said, and I will show you. That means he's going to put on display. I will show you. Come on. Call unto me, and I'll answer thee. Call unto me, and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. It's time to come up higher. It's time in every area of our life. It's time to come up higher. It's time to come up higher in our thinking. It's time to come up higher in our in our giving. It's in our believing, in our doing, in our pre- everything, in every area. It's time to come up higher. Come on, it's time to raise your standard of living. Amen. Oh, Broso Copa. Think about just how big he is. Think about just how big he is, and yet he, he, tells, us, he tells us to call unto him. He, not only does he tell us to call unto him, he tells us to seek him. He tells us to seek him, and as we seek him, he gave us a promise. Just like when you sow a seed, the earth is forced to produce. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. When you seek him, God's forced to let you find him. You can't force God to do anything. We just don't know Scripture then. That's right. Because He wants to. Yeah. No, no, He wants to. Yeah. No, no, He wants to. Yeah. 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 He wants you to find Him. Amen? Amen. 
I remember a number of years ago, you know, because you read that you read that verse. Well, I'll tell you what. Just go with me. Go ahead and go with me to the book of to the book of Romans. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Romans. We're going to go a few places. Romans chapter. Romans chapter. One first, Romans chapter one, starting with verse sixteen. Listen what Paul said here. Paul said, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who what believes. who believes to the Jew first, and then also to the Greek." But listen what he says in verse seventeen: "For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith." Do you know where to go from faith to faith? Do you know, if you're at the same level of faith as tonight as you were three years ago, something's wrong. Right. Amen? We need to continue to increase. Come on, we need to continue to increase. We need to continue to increase. Come on, we need to continue to increase. The Bible says that, we, that um, <coughs> for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Now listen to what he says. As it is written, the just, ever say just. Just. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Let me ask you, how many of you, God's touched you already this week? Raise your hand. Where, where, where is, where's, where's Kevin? Come, come, come here, buddy. God touched you last night, didn't he? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Just, just share. I actually, I actually saw you sitting right there. I actually saw it happen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What happened? <laughs> um, it, to put it shortly and simply, breakthrough. Um, I felt something in the in the spirit and the heavenlies open, just change. Uh, I felt a shift, and um, and it was big. It was. It was even more massive than I could uh, imagine. And so I went from having a, a hunger, a, a desire to see it, and an aching for it, to it starting to manifest in my spirit. And then it, it broke, it opened. And then I was celebrating, and <laughs> I would look like an idiot. But I, and the Lord, he just kept speaking certain things to me, and he said, get up and run, and I got up and ran. And I was just excited about the whole thing. It just, the, the celebration, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't celebrate enough for how big it was. Yeah, that's the best way I can put it. I, it my celebration was, <laughs> as much as I could scream or yell and run around, it wasn't. It just didn't fit the massiveness of what had happened. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. Now stay right there. Hallelujah. Jesus. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Hallelujah. So the Bible says the just shall live by faith. Now, hold your finger there because we're going to come back to Romans 4. But go with me to, to Hebrews chapter 11 for a minute. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. See, understand something. The Bible says that the life that, listen to me, the life that God has chosen for you and I to live, are you ready? The life that God has chosen for you and I to live is a life of faith. He hasn't chosen for us to live a life, listen to me, of doubt and unbelief. He hasn't chosen us to live a life that goes by what makes sense. No, He has chosen for us to live a life of faith. Ever say, I'm going to live a life of faith. And faith is something that we should grow in. Amen? Because you have to understand, faith is how God has ordained for us to live. This is how God Himself functions and operates. God Himself functions and operates by faith. God has chosen for you and I to live by faith. Why? Because faith is how God functions and faith is how God himself operates. And the Bible says that we are to be what? The Bible says that we are to be imitators of him. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. Now look at Hebrews 4. Or sorry, Hebrews 11. Now I'm not going uh, to read the whole thing. Well, who knows? Maybe I might. <laughs> Listen to what the Bible says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Of course, you know, Pastor did an awesome teaching on that like the other night. But, you know, you could read it this way. Faith, because faith, faith has to have a foundation. Yeah. But you can read it this way. Faith, faith is the substance of things expected. Yes. Faith is the substance of things expected. Because what's faith do? Faith is now. Faith, ex- faith expects. Amen? Yeah. No, faith is now. Faith expects. Yes. God is a God of faith. God created the world by faith. Because he spoke. Amen? Amen. Uh, God, Come on now. And the Bible says that the just are to live by faith. Yes. This is how we, we're to live. I mean, you came up and gave your offering tonight. You know what? Every time you come up to sow, yes. come and give it in faith. Yes. Why? Because faith expects. And know this one thing. That the moment you place your seed, because it's a worship unto God. Come on, you're honoring God. The moment you place your seed in the bucket, understand something. The ground is forced to produce. Soon as you drop it in, it's forced to. God's purposed it that way. God's designed it that way. Because it's called seed time and harvest. Amen? Uh, I, I, maybe I mean the Lord's even bring me keep having me dwell on this for a little bit. Uh, I think I'm looking at a bunch of wealthy people in this house tonight. Uh, I, I think I'm looking at a bunch of wealthy people in this house. Well, you know, Brother Richard, you know, don't know my age. Who cares? Who gives a rip about your age? Who gives a rip? You can you can be 98 years old, and God can do more in your life in the next two years than He's did all previous 98. Amen. Why? You saw what he did, the stars that he created with his breath. Do you honestly think that there's anything he can't do? I mean, do you understand how big God is? Do you understand how mighty? Do you understand? And God is so longing to move on your behalf. He just needs you and I to cooperate with him. (laughs) 
He just needs you and I to cooperate with him. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, I'm about ready to run. Yes. So faith expects. And the Bible says in verse 2, For by it the men of old obtained a good report. Now look at this for look at this look at all this. Verse 3. By faith, now ready? By faith. Everybody say by faith. By faith. I'm going to show you. God's showing us, God's revealing us. Here, you can say it this way. The Holy Ghost speaking through the Apostle Paul. Well, now, Brother Richie, we don't know who wrote the book of the book of Hebrews. Yeah, we do. I know who did it. <laughs> I know who did it. My, my <laughs> And I, I, I know who did it because Jesus said so. Now I got you, and now I got you wondering, don't I? How many of you want to know why I know? Raise your hand. <laughs> Come back tomorrow and I'll tell you. Hallelujah. <laughs> actually, when the, Lord, when the Lord Jesus appeared to Dr. Kenneth e. Hagen, he actually, uh, Brother Hagen asked him, and the Lord Jesus said Paul did. Now, I mean, obviously, that's not in the Scripture. So you don't go, you, you know, we have to base everything on, on the Word of God. Amen? Yes. But uh, that was just a little nugget that I was, thought I'd throw out there for you. That, that won't, that's not, that's not going to cost you anything. Hallelujah. <laughs> so the Bible says here, verse 3, By faith we understand that the universe was framed by the Word of God. Yeah. By faith. Now, God, God is just showing us. He's revealing to us how He created the planet. He's revealing to us how He created the world. Yes. You know, people. You know, some people want to see God as is some old man with a white beard. You know, with some stick. It just whoosh, he, you know, hits this stick, or it's like some magic wand. No, they do. Like God's got some magic wand. And that's not how he created the world. That's not how he did it. That's not how he did it. Now think about this. The same, the same God that told, that's, that's our father, by the way. Come on. I mean, he is God, and we need to understand him as God. But also understand this. The problem is most Christians only see him as God, but they never see him as father. He is our father. No, he's your father. No, no, come on. He is your father. Amen. And our father said to us that we are to live by, operate by, function by faith. Why? Because that's how he functions and that's how he operates. And he's given us an example here. He's, she, he is revealed to us just how he created the world. It wasn't with a magic wand. The Bible says by faith. They say by faith. By faith we understand that the universe was framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made out of things which are visible. Verse 4. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain offered. Verse 5. By faith Enoch was taken to heaven so that he would not see death. He was not found because God took him away. For before he was taken, he had this commendation, commendation that he pleased God. Oh, don't you want to have that same thing? Don't you want to have that he pleased God? 
What? He pleased God. Come on. Enoch pleased God. Verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. See, the Bible says, by faith, Enoch pleased God. Then he goes on to say, and he took him. Then he goes on to say, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah. Well, you know, I start talking about Noah and I hear duck sounds, you know. I mean, I, I guess, you know, ducks were two of the animals that got put on the, that got put on the ark. <laughs> that wasn't planned, by the way. <laughs> but the Bible says here, now listen, the Bible says here, by faith, Noah. Listen, being divinely warned about the thing about things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark to save his family, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Yes. Now think about this. Think about this for a moment. Think about this for a moment. The Bible says, by faith Noah. Say, by faith Noah. By faith Noah. Now, think, think, think about this for a moment, though. Do you know, Noah stepped out to obey God. Noah stepped out to do something and build something for something he never seen. Do you know that the world, it had never rained. Noah has never saw rain. Think about it. Noah never saw rain. Up until the flood, there was never one time did it rain on the earth. And yet, God tells Noah to build a boat for something that's coming that he's never seen. Get it, church. And think, of the, think about, for, for how long did he build it? It wasn't 10 years, was it? It wasn't 20 years, it wasn't 30 years, it wasn't 50 years, it wasn't 80 years, it wasn't 90 years, 100 years. Think about it. 100 years. 100 years. He built this boat by faith because something he's never seen or the world has never known is coming. See what faith does? Yeah. And this is how God told us to live. Yeah. Everything's by faith. The just, the righteous, shall live by faith. And think about the ridicule. I mean, for a hundred years, you know, he was, the, he, was, he was the talk of the town. For a hundred years, you know, you, 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 no telling all the jokes they come up with about Noah. I'm sure he was the talk of the dinner table. He was the talk at the workplace, in the fields. There's crazy Noah. God spoke to him. Yeah, he hears from God. They ridiculed him, they mocked him. But you know what the reality is? You go out into the world, and you, you, you get around people you never met, and start off a conversation. You know, God talked to me the other night. And you know what? People are going to think you're the plague, and they're, they're going to... Oh, that guy's, that guy's nuts. God talks to him. 
Hello? Because they are, listen, let me ask you a question. How many of you speak in tongues? Raise your hand. Listen, you might as well go all the way now because they already think you're nuts if you speak in tongues. <laughs> they already think you, so you might, you might as well just go all the way. Yeah. Come on, you might, you, might as well, you might as well just go all the way. Yeah. Amen? And I'm not ashamed. Don't be ashamed of it. Yeah, God does talk. He speaks to His people. Amen? Yeah. Come on, He talks. The Holy Ghost talks. Amen? You, you better get in tune with Him because the Bible says that he, he leads us from destruction. The Bible says He shows us things to come. Hello? I mean, just like when Pastor told the story the other night about the, the, uh, the, uh, how the, when the anointing of God came and He spoke by the word of knowledge and, and that, that couple was spared, um, was it a couple, family, whatever it was, by the, the, the 18-wheeler, the axle broke and here comes, here, comes the, here comes the tire down the road heading right for them. And all of a sudden, it gets right up to the car and jumps over the car. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you better learn to hear from heaven. That's right. Amen? Hallelujah. Because the Bible says he leads, he, 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 come on, he delivers our lives from destruction. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? In, 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 in many ways, it's not fair. <laughs> But actually, it is fair. You know why it is fair? Because it, 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 becomes a, it becomes one of the benefits. It becomes a privilege because the moment you make Jesus the Lord of your life, yeah. come on, church, yeah. you, you become a brand new creation. Yeah. Amen. You, 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 learn to live in the secret place. Learn to live under the shadow of the Most High. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's why... That's why I always obey him because always, always obey him. If he, you, you leave here tonight and all of a sudden you feel to go the long way, even if it's 20 minutes out of the way, the long way home, you better do it. Yeah. Yeah, Amen? Right. No, 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 you better do it. Yeah. Hallelujah. So here's, Mo, here's Noah. He, here he goes. He builds, this, he builds this ark. I mean, think about it. He's building something that no one's ever saw. Even himself, he's building something that he never saw. Everything is was by faith. Every board by faith. Every whatever nail, whatever they use by faith. I've actually been to the replica of the ark in Kentucky. You go. You, sh you should go there and see it. it. It's it's not too far from here. It's massive. It's massive. Yeah. And think about it. Noah built it. Took him hundred. Took him hundred years. But he did it in faith. Everything was by faith. He's building something he's never saw for something that he's never saw coming. But the Bible says, by faith. He did it by faith. Amen? Come on, he did it by faith. The Bible says in, in verse, verse 8, by faith Abraham. Everybody say Abraham. By faith Abraham. I mean, we could go. We can go on down here. I mean, the Bible. The Bible says that by faith he dwelt in the promised land. The Bible says in verse eleven, by faith Sarah also received, also received the ability to conceive seed. I mean, verse thirteen, and all these died in faith. I mean, uh, verse seventeen by, talks about Abraham again. By faith Abraham, uh, verse twenty. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith uh, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of his sons each of the sons of Joseph. 
by, uh, by faith, Joseph, by, verse 23. By faith, Moses. Verse 24, by faith, Moses. I mean, verse 27. By faith, he forsook Egypt. Verse 28, by faith, he kept the, 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 the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Verse 29, by faith, he, he passed through the Red Sea onto dry ground. Amen? I mean, yeah. by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, when she received the spies with, with peace, did not perish with those who did not believe. Verse, you know, verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, administered justice, obtained promises. They obtained promises. How do you yeah. obtain promises? By faith. Yeah. Come on, church, by faith. Obtain promises. Stop the mouths of lions. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were, were made strong. Became valiant in fighting. And turned the armies of foreign enemies to, to flight. Women received their dead raised to life again. Women received their dead raised to life again. Yeah. Women receive their dead raised by life again. Do you mean the dead can be raised? The Bible says by faith. Come on, by faith. Come on, by faith. Others were tortured and did not accept deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. I mean, and it goes on. Hey, I mean, uh, understand something. It's by faith that we live. You don't have to accept your circumstance. Amen? Listen, faith does not make things easy, but it does make things possible. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> you're, you're ruining my photo op here. Hallelujah. <laughs> now, this is the final photo op you want. What's your laying on the floor for? <laughs> yeah, but understand, by faith, by faith, by faith. I mean, think about it. By by. <laughs> Rooster, I mean, even here, even here when he says here, and this is even, this is powerful. Look at what he says here. He says here, others were tortured and did not accept the deliverance so that they might obtain a better resurrection. By faith. By they faith. were tortured by faith. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, church. Come on, church. Listen, I, I, I was reading the other, it's been a couple weeks ago. Uh, <clears throat> listen to this. This was in October and I was, I was meeting, I was talking with a guy. We just started talking about martyrs, being a martyr. And I've always believed, always, I've always believed that Stephen never felt nothing. Because right. the Bible says he was in the glory. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? I've always believed that, 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 that God's grace and God's mercy was enough. And, and, and then when you, you read books on martyrs and the Fox's Book of Martyrs and, you know, you read books how, how the two, you had the elder gentleman and the younger gentleman, they were, they were going to be burned at the stake because they would not bow, because they would not deny Jesus and they was going to be buried at the stake. And, and the, the, young, the young Christian, because they're in, they're in, the, in the dungeon, there was this, a candle burning. And he goes and he, and he gets in his head and thinks, well, how's this going to feel? My whole body engulfed in flames. So he takes his finger and touches the flame of fire and he pulls it back real fast and, 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 and he gets fearful. And he said, my, I couldn't even handle my finger being over that little flame. How am I going to handle my, my whole body being engulfed in flame? And the, 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 elder, 
the elder saint that was there, he said these words. He said, God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. Come on, God's grace is sufficient. And, and you know what? And, and you keep reading, and, and, and he's, here's what he said. He said, I'll, he said, I'll, I'll show you. They, 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 got, this, they uh, got this agreement, this pact. They made a pact. And, and so the younger guy said, he said, if you can, when you're, when you're being burned at the stake, because the old man said, I'll go first. And he, he said, he said I, I, if, grace, if God's grace is sufficient, he said, I'll hold up a finger. And so the, the next day they came and they, 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 they tied him to the post and, and lit the, lit, lit the uh, he's on, on flame, lit, the, lit the, whatever, the wood or whatever they did. And, and next thing you know, the, the flame is totally engulfed the man and, and the young Christian is like trying to look to see because he can't see anything. And he's trying to look and all of a sudden there's a break in the flame and, and he sees the old man standing there with two fingers. <laughs> Meaning, it's, his grace is not just enough, it's more than yeah. enough. He's not just enough, he's more than enough. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Come hallelujah. on, do you understand who our Father is? Yes. And then I was, uh, then I was talking to this, this, another pastor friend of mine, and we got to talking about this, and he told me about this other martyr. And I, I, want, I want to, and I, I forget his name, but you know, but this was back in the, I don't know, it was either, I can't remember, 13, 14, or 1500s, it wasn't past that, how they would, they would you know, torture people who believed God. Religion's very ugly and mean. Religion's mean. No, religion would kill you because it is a spirit of murder. Amen? And so he, they told the story about this, this Christian who would not bow his knee. And they put him on this, they put him, they laid him down and they, they tied his feet and, and they, they took his arms and put like this and they started, one of the guys would start cranking this way on his arms and the other guy would start cranking this way at his feet to stretch him. And, and they, would, they would stretch him and stretch him and they'd stop and they'd give him an opportunity to deny. He wouldn't. They stretched him again, they'd give him opportunity. They'd stretch him again, they'd give him an opportunity. Third time, fourth time, they started stretching him and then they backed off. And so they, they wound him back in and they took him off the stretcher just to give him another opportunity before they pulled him apart to deny Jesus. They took him off the stretcher. And you know what? The man began to cry out. He said, put me back on. Put me back on. Put me back on. The angels were ministering to me. Oh, do you know who your father is? The angels. Think about that. The angels were ministering to him. I mean, he was was a a martyr. They were going to rip him apart. But the angels were ministering to him. Oh, he, he, he shouted, put me back on. Yeah. Oh, the magnitude of God. The magnitude of our Father. There's none like him. You, you can't even begin with your head to, to try to understand him or describe him. There's, there's, nothing that, there's nothing man can say that could even add anything to him. He's El Shaddai. Yeah. He's the God that's more than enough. There's nothing that's impossible. And he has, he has purposed, he has planned, he has designed that you and I live by faith. Go with me to Romans 4. Shatarusto korobashista. Shandrubo susta rabromanshitelevrabashista.
Look at verse 3. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God. What did Abraham do? Believe. Now we just read about and in the heroes of faith chapter, Hebrews 11. We just read about Abraham. So let's just look at this. And I mean, we can, let's just, let's just look at, at persuading faith or expecting faith. I mean, radical faith. Because everything, everything, everything is by faith. Everything's by faith. When you learn to live and operate by faith, when you learn to activate your faith, you'll, you'll come to the understanding, you'll begin to see it with your natural eyes that nothing's impossible. That nothing's impossible. And you can release your faith. God wants us to. Because faith is what pleases Him. So you need to be releasing your faith even when it becomes to material things. Because faith pleases God. Amen? Get, get, listen, get rid of that second-hand store mentality. Get rid of that flea market, garage sale mentality. Get rid of that, well, you know, I, hey, I've had this car for a long time, you know, but it's doing me good. Get rid of that mentality. Yes. Come on, let me go over to this section then. I mean, <laughs> amen? Yeah. That's why I said the other night it, that in, in Isaiah 119, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Yes. Now, there's two parts, two parts there. That's right. There's two, you know, you can be obedient and not eat the good of the land because you're not willing. I said again, the willing and obedient. So if you're going to obey, you better be willing to obey. Amen? Yes. Just like if you're going to be willing, then you better obey. The willing and obedient, come on, shall eat the good of the land. Yes. Well, that's why I made the statement. If God wants you to eat the good of the land, that means He wants you to wear the good of the land. He wants you to, he wants you to drive the good of the land. He wants you to live in the good of the land. Come on, He wants you to wear the good of the land. Yes. Amen? Yes. Well, we got to get rid of this, this, this self-holy fake idea that, well, you know, hey, this, this, I, I can just settle, I can, I can just make it with this. That's, that's not how God functions and operates. He wants us to come up higher. He wants us to exercise our faith because the just lives by faith. If you're not exercising your faith, you're not pleasing to Him. Hello? I'm preaching to myself as well. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I showed. I, I showed. I showed. I think I showed Pastor. Uh, I, I showed somebody here. I, I showed my faith card. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. <coughs> come on, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. No, come on, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah, and it's on its way. Amen. Amen. And you can look at it, but I won't let you drive it. It's mine. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's on its way. Come on. It's on its way. No, come on. It's on its way. Amen. You know, my wife said, she said, well, you can't even put your golf clubs in there. I'll find a way. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, but understand, God just don't want you to, to, to when we got this mentality that, well, you know, hey, well, you know, this is sufficient. You know, I can, hey, I can, I, you know, I can, I, I, I can maintain this. I can do without. God don't want you to do without. Understand, he, he gave his son so that you could live to the full. His life, his nature. It's actually a slap in the face of God. It's actually a slap in the face of God for you to drive some old raggedy car. Well, I, you know, I, I, I'm just being humble. No, you're being an idiot. You're walking in doubt and you're walking in unbelief. 
Now, it's one thing if it's your favorite car. I'm not, I'm not telling you that you, that, that, I'm just telling you this, operate in faith. Amen? Yeah. If that's your favorite car, keep it, and then get you, get you, get you something that's going to make people jealous. <laughs> Amen? Amen? No, I, I operate by faith. Live by faith. But if you, if you learn these principles, you, 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 if you get a hold of this, you're, you're going to find out how to live and how to walk in and have anything you want all the days of your life. Now, ultimately, now I know I'm talking about a couple of material things, but ultimately, our first priority is to release our faith for the kingdom of God. Amen? The, that's our first priority, is to release our faith for the kingdom of God. Amen? That's why, that's why I'm not there yet, but I'm, I'm heading to the place before the Lord returns. I want to, get, I want to be to where that 90% of my income that comes in is, is, is released in, into the gospel. Amen? Not there yet, but I'm on my way. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm not even halfway there. Well, I guess I have been at times because I cannot tell you the times that the Lord has spoken to me just to empty my whole bank account. Yeah. Amen? I, I remember the Lord. Here's my dear, dear friend. I was going to have him testify tonight, but tomorrow. But, I mean, the, Lord, the Lord's using this dear man. He's one of my dearest friends in all the world. I mean, he goes into, I mean, he's, <laughs> I mean, the sheriff at his, his town that he lives in, in Kilmarnock, Virginia, the sheriff don't want any other preachers to come and talk to the prisoners. They only want him to come because he comes with life. He comes with the power of God. Amen. And when all those prisoners get out, they come to his church. Because the other ones just give dead religion. Amen? Amen. Religion, religion, understand something, religion only produces death. Right. But the gospel produces life. Amen? Yeah. Come on, the anointing produces life. Come on, the anointing produces freedom. Why? Yeah. Because the anointing destroys every yoke. Yeah. Come on, the anointing destroys every yoke. I don't care how long you've been bound to those pain pills. The anointing destroys every yoke. I don't care how long you've been, come on, bound by that alcohol, by those drugs. The, the anointing destroys every yoke. Yeah. Come on, the anointing destroys every yoke. Yeah. Come on, the anointing destroys every yoke. Yeah. Hallelujah. And I, I remember a time, I mean, I, I, I was sitting in service one time. I was at I was at I was at a I was at a camp meeting and and you know the, the gentleman was uh, receiving the offering for the for the conference and I'm sitting there minding my own business and all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me in audible voice and the Lord said I want you to give your alabaster box tonight and you know what the thing that blessed me more than anything is the moment God said do it because it showed me how how, yeah. how grown the moment God said do it. I mean, the moment he said, do it, I said, yes, Father, anything for you. Yeah. And then not only that, when he told me to do it, I knew ex immediately who to sow it to. As a matter of fact, it was just a few moments later, I, I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm, sitting, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting down and with my phone here, and all of a sudden I saw the, you know, it's off, and then all, geez, you know, it's off, and then all of a sudden I saw the light coming. My wife sent a text. And the text read, honey, I think you're supposed to give your golf clubs away. <laughs> Actually, she didn't even say honey. I think she said, give your golf clubs. You're supposed to give your golf clubs away. And if I wouldn't have heard from heaven, I would have immediately texted her back. Get thee behind me in the name of Jesus. 
<laughs> you know, it's just like the man, you know, the man comes to his pastor and, you know, and he's struggling, you know, with alcohol. And he says, Pat, he says, he says, I just can't overcome this. I just, I just want to drink. And every time, every time I walk down the street, I, I go into this bar. And, I, and so, so the, help me, pastor. So the pastor said, all right, here's what you got to do. He said, the ne- next time you're walking down the street and you, you're walking past the bar, you want to go in there, just tell the devil to get behind you in Jesus' name. So a couple weeks later, the man saw the pastor. And the pastor said, so tell me, how's it been going? He said, well, pastor, I did what you say. You know, I was walking the other day. I was walking down the sidewalk, and I was walking past a bar, and I wanted to go in. And I said, Satan, get thee behind me. And the pastor said, what happened? He said, well, pastor, Satan got behind me and pushed me in. <laughs> so I'm, but I, I, I'm like, I'm like, okay. And so I, I, I came home. They were already clean. Now listen, my, they were my. That's my alabaster box. I mean, it was thousands of dollars. I mean, the bag itself was four hundred dollars. The driver itself was custom. It was five hundred dollar driver custom. I mean, my irons were. I mean, the, even the grips were were custom. The shaft was a special shaft. Everything. But that's something that meant something to me. Yeah. It was my, in the, nat, in the, in the natural, that, that thing meant more to me than my car. My house. My thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I knew it, and the Lord told me to, to sow to, to um, Pastor Mike here, and I, 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 I remember I sent him to him, didn't I? I sent him in the box a few days later because I needed his address. And he, as soon as he opened them, he knew what they were. He still plays them today, don't you? And that was how many years ago? Three, four, five, maybe. And so you know what? So I, you know what I said because I, I have, you know, I had an old set. So I just go back to playing the old set. And you know what? It, it probably wasn't eight months later. I was I was somewhere with a guy and we just somehow, somehow we started talking about golf and and he hands me his credit card. So what's this for? He said, "Go buy go buy some new." I said, "No, I just can't go buy mine off the shelf. I have to special order them." And, and, and no, he said, "Well, then special order them." So I called up and you know what I did? I got the I got I, I got the same ones I blessed him with this new, new newer version. Yeah. Same uh, custom shaft everything. No, but you know what? Sometimes some things is just a test. Amen? No, so, because here's the thing. If God, if God can't trust you with money, if God can't trust you with things, then what makes you think he can trust you with his power? He can't. That's what the Bible says. Come on, that's what the Bible says. If, if you can't be trusted with, uh, with money, the Bible says, then how can he trust you with the true riches? How can he? Listen, how can he? Listen, let's put it to you this way. If God can't trust you with a hundred dollars, then what makes you think He can trust you with His miracle-working power? That's right. That's right. Amen. Because understand something: money and the anointing work off the same principle. That's right. That's right. Because when God gives you something, He gives it to you to give away, and and giving is not based upon the amount; it's not based upon the material thing. Giving is based upon the heart. 
Amen? So when God speaks to you and tells you to do something, do it. Why? Because he, He's wanting to get something to you. Why? Because the ground's forced to produce. Glory to God. Amen? The ground's forced to produce. Glory to God. Come on. The ground's forced to produce. Glory to God. Amen? The ground's forced to produce. Glory to the Lord. Come on. The ground's forced to produce. Hallelujah. Come on. The ground is forced to produce. Obey Him. Obey Him. Come on. Obey Him. Hallelujah. So the Bible says here, the Bible says in here in Romans chapter 4, the Bible says that Abraham believed God and was, it was credited to him as righteousness. Verse 13, jump down to verse 13. It was not through the law that Abraham and his descendants received the promise that he would be the heir of the world, but through the righteousness of faith. Hallelujah. Verse 16, therefore the promise comes through faith. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations before God whom he believed and who raises the dead, and listen, and calls those things that do not exist as though they did. And calls those things that do not exist as though they did. Hello? Now, the, here it says here in the NASB Bible, as it is written, the father of many nations have I made you in the presence of him who he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. Yeah. Calls into being that which does not exist. Calls into being that which does not exist. Yeah. Calls into being, faith calls into being that which does not exist. Yeah. That's why that's, I, I tell parents all the time, teach your children young. Teach them young to operate by faith. Teach them young to operate by faith. But isn't it, isn't it amazing how the majority of the church, we found this out during the COVID nonsense, that the church does not operate by faith, the church operates by fear. The church does not operate by the word of God, the church operates by the command of the government, or the scientists, or the doctors. Amen. Now, we're obviously, we're not, come on, don't, you know, don't, yeah. don't people come, well, you against doctors? Oh, stop, I never said that. I believe in doctors. Yeah. Amen, I believe in doctors. I, like I said the other night, if it wasn't for doctors, half the Christians would be dead. We believe in doctors, amen? But we don't operate by fear. We don't operate by doubt and unbelief. We operate by faith. And what does faith do? Faith calls those things into being as though they're not. Book up the scripture here. Faith calls into being that which does not exist. Faith calls into being that which does not exist. Faith calls into being that which does not exist. You need to get this. Faith calls into being. Faith calls into manifestation that which does not exist. Faith calls into manifestation that which does not exist. Faith calls into manifestation that which does not exist. Faith calls into manifestation that which does not exist. Faith calls Jesus, 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 I worship you, Lord. 
Look what I'm, I'm going to pull it. Faith can't rust or corrupt as she's telling her to break. Faith robots you to break or robots. Faith calls into being that which does not exist. Faith calls into being that which does not exist. Come on, church. Faith calls into being that which does not exist. And so, you know, you get some, listen, you can study the Word of God and get into the Word of God and do this and do that and do this, and, but yet, if you're not operating by faith, you're not pleasing the Father. Because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him. Come on, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please Him. Amen? Amen. Without faith it is impossible to please Him. So look at what, look at what verse, verse 18, that's what it says against, about Abraham. And against all hope, he believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Look at verse verse 19. And not being weak in faith. See, you're going to understand something about Abraham here. The Bible says that he was not weak in faith. The Bible says that he was not weak in faith. Not only was he not weak in faith, the Bible says he did not consider his own body to be dead. When he was about a hundred years old, he did not consider his own body to be dead. (laughs) He did not consider his own body to be dead. He did not consider his own body to be dead. And you hear Christians walk around, yeah, I got this sickness, and I got this sickness, and I got this disease. That's not what, that, that's not what faith is. See, come on, church. Now, faith doesn't deny the facts, but faith has its foundation in the facts of God's Word. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. But yet, the facts of God's Word override and destroy the facts of your body. Or the facts of what's present. Yeah. Amen? Yeah, it might be a fact that cancer is there, but there's a greater fact. Our faith is in the facts of God's Word because the Bible says, by His stripes we are healed. And as, you, as your faith is released, the power of God is manifested in your body, and that yoke, that, that yoke of sickness, that yoke of disease is destroyed. Yeah. And you're made whole. Amen? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. You get anything out of this yeah. tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. So the Bible says... Now listen to this, and not being weak in faith. So, you know, because the Bible talks, you know, the Bible talks about no faith. The Bible talks about little faith. The Bible talks about strong faith. Amen? Faith is so important. Have another drink as you walk to the back. Yeah. Filled! (laughs) Bye-bye. I like coming to drinking churches. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm, give me a drinking church any day. Hallelujah. Yeah. Faith does not, come on, listen to me. Faith does not deny the facts, but faith has its foundation in the facts of God's Word. Amen. Amen? Yeah. Which, which is life. Yes. Amen. Do you, do, you, do you know that the Word of God is so full of life 
that, that you, could, you could just sit you, 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 with, your, with whatever it is going on in the element in your body, you can just sit and just let the word be played. And just let the word get in you and get in you and get yeah. in you and get in you and get in you and get in you and get in you and the word will heal you. I remember Dr. Kenny Hagen, my mentor, telling the story about there was this girl in, in, uh, in, in his church. She was, you know, like 12, 13 years old. She acted like she was three. And it said, you know, because she was just, just mentally wasn't, she, she had the mind of a three-year-old. She was 12, 13 years old. And, and, and would, you know, she, you know, she would come in and act like a three-year-old. She would jump over the chairs or the pews and, you know, climb under the pew. I mean, acting like a three-year-old act. Here's a girl 12, 13 years old. And so, but, he, but you know what he said? He said, I just, he said, week after week after week after week after week, he, I just continued to preach the word, just continued to preach the word, yeah. just continued to preach the word, continued to preach the word, just 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 preach the word. And do, do, you, do you know the word was so powerful because it's so full of life yeah. that, you know, God healed her. God healed her. Listen to me. God healed her. And she actually grew up and became one of the wealthiest women in town. Amen. She owned all kinds of businesses. Amen. The word works. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, the word works. Yeah. But you've got to believe it. Yeah. And you've got to act on it. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So the Bible says here that, 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 that Abraham, his Bible says that he, he was not weak in faith, and he did not consider his own body to be dead when he was about 100 years old. Now listen, nor yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. Amen. Amen. He did not waver at the promises of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and he was fully persuaded. Fully persuaded of what? Fully persuaded that that which God promised would come to pass. God gave us a promise. It's right here. And we're to be fully persuaded. What is the promise? By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. By him, we don't waver at it back and forth. No, by his stripes, we are healed. Fully persuaded, strong in faith, giving glory to God. Being fully persuaded that what he promised he'll bring to pass. Amen? Fully persuaded that if you seek him, you'll find him. Fully persuaded that if you're drawn out of him, he'll draw out of you. Fully persuaded if you obey him and sow that seed, that the ground's forced to produce and a mighty harvest. More than enough, bigger than you could do with your own hands. It's manifested, hallelujah. Why? Because faith accesses God. Faith accesses God's power. Faith accesses who He is. Faith accesses redemption. Faith accesses His power. Come on, faith accesses God. It accesses the blessings of the Father. Amen? Amen. Fully persuaded. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, fully persuaded. 
persuaded. Well, you don't get fully persuaded, but by one way. Get the word in you. Got to believe the word. Got to believe the word because faith comes by hearing. Amen? Faith comes by the word. If you can't pray for faith, you can't fast for it. The Bible says it comes by praying. I mean, excuse me, by, by, by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Amen? Faith comes by hearing. Come on. Faith comes by hearing. Amen? Faith comes by hearing. 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 Come on. Faith comes by hearing. How does it come? By hearing. Let me give you an example. Go with me to the book of Mark. Let me give you an example of being fully persuaded. Go to Mark chapter 10. Hallelujah. 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 Mark chapter 10, starting with verse 46. And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat along the, uh, the way begging. Verse 47, And when, they, when, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many ordered him to keep silent. But he cried out even more, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, you're going to see persistent faith. You're going to see fully persuaded here. You're going to see fully persuaded. And Jesus is going to show us something. He's going to reveal something to us in his word. You're going to see how faith acts. Because faith doesn't stop. Faith doesn't quit. Faith doesn't waver. Faith doesn't back down. Faith is fully persuaded in the promise. Faith is fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Not wavering back and forth. Fully persuaded. And we're going to see, because here's blind Bartimaeus. You know, blind Bartimaeus was the blind man. And and <laughs> I thought I would reveal that to you. <laughs> so, so, here's, so, so here's blind Bartimaeus. And can I have one of those? Let me have one of those towels, please, underneath here. So here's blind Bartimaeus. Hallelujah. So blind Bartimaeus, in Jesus' day, you know, blind Bartimaeus, he, he, wore, he, wore a, he wore a robe that signified that he was blind. So every time, you know, somebody see him, I mean, the robe, there's a blind man. And yet, and I'm sure he, he, he had to hear of Jesus because some, listen to me, he had to hear the word in order for there to be faith in his heart. And we're going to see here in a moment his faith. Jesus even says so. So he had to hear the word to have faith. Listen to me. He had to hear the word somewhere, somehow, or constantly in order to have faith. And I'm sure that he said that, I'm I'm sure that his faith, listen, brought Jesus to him. Because what does faith do? Cause those things that as it brings them into being. 
Faith brings that which does not exist into being. That's why I stopped saying, well, you know, I, 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 you know, I've got this kidney problem. That's right. You know, I've got this kidney problem. Yeah. I've always had this kidney problem. Yeah, and you always will. You know, I got this kidney problem. I'm, I, I, I pray God heal me. Or I got this, you know, I got this heart condition. I pray God, you know, heal me. Or I got this foot problem, whatever it might be. You know, I've got this, you know, I got this esophagus problem. I got, you know, I got high blood pressure. It's amazing that how, you just listen to how Christians talk, how they go around talking. Hallelujah. Yeah, we got, you got divine health, we got divine health, we got wealth, we got divine health, and we got wealth. I'm so blessed, everywhere I go I'm blessed. Amen? I was blessed before I came here, and I'm blessed when I leave here. Amen? Glory to God. Amen? Next Sunday I'll be in Greensboro. Well, I was blessed before I go to Greensboro, and I'll be blessed when I leave Greensboro. Amen? Amen? Then I go home, then I go home for... Go home and for a couple of weeks. But I've been going nonstop for five weeks. Hallelujah. But I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I, I'll, I'll go home and, and there'll be, they'll, they'll be, be big old checks. Yeah. yeah. Come on. There'll be big old checks in the mail. Come on. There'll be big old checks. Come on. There'll be big old. There'll be go. Listen to me. There'll be big old. Cash app transactions. Amen. 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 Why? Because I'm blessed. And when you're blessed, money money seeks you. Come on, when you're blessed. See, well, faith calls things into being. Faith creates. Faith calls things into being. Amen. Amen. No, faith calls things into being. Hallelujah. So all of a sudden, here comes, here comes Jesus. Blind, blind Bartimaeus hears that it's Jesus. I'm, I'm, I know there's a roar, there was commotion, because the multitudes always followed him. Because think about it, everywhere, everywhere he would go, there would be signs and wonders and miracles. Think about it. Here's, here's, man, this thing's getting... It's getting jeez. I mean, everywhere... That don't even work either. <laughs> Everywhere he would go, signs and wonders and miracles. Oh, see, you missed it. You missed that opportunity. You missed that opportunity. <laughs> see, everywhere we'd go, everywhere we'd go, blind Bartimaeus, everywhere we'd go. You got it? How? Oh, glory to God. Shoo. There's a surge in this house tonight. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh! And then here comes Blind Bartimaeus. He hears Jesus is in town. His faith. His faith brought his miracle to him. Yes. Jesus, the Son of David, have mercy on me. Then they come to him to tell him to shut up. 
telling you to be quiet. You need to be quiet. You need to just be quiet. You just need to keep your mouth shut. You need to be quiet. Well, what are you going to do when they come and tell you to be quiet? Because trust me, the moment you step out in faith, people are going to come try to get you in doubt and unbelief. But you've got to be fully persuaded. Come on, you've got to be fully persuaded. You only get fully persuaded in the Word. Amen? You've got you to get fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Who cares? Who cares? Do you, do, you, do you know, I mean, this COVID thing hit. I mean, I was home for a couple months. But you know what I said? I said at the end of last year, I said 2021, 2020. This is 20, what, what year is it? Where were we in? It's 2020, right? Yeah. <laughs> I said at the end of 2019, in the first part of 2020, whatever, whatever week, uh, month, she's. Decade, year, whatever. <laughs> I said 20, 2020 will be greater. 2020 will be far surpassing financially than 2019. Amen. The first of 2020, I said 2020 will close the year out in great excess. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Then, then the COVID nonsense, you know, fake demic <laughs> hit. People shut, tried to shut the world down. I was just, I was just talking, you know, I was just talking earlier today, um, a pastor in Slovakia, because I, I was in. Matter of fact, last year they wanted me to come to Slovakia, like March, April, and I felt a, I felt, I felt a check about it. I felt, a, I felt a check. I said, no, I got to come soon. I didn't know. I didn't know. I said, no, I got to come January, February. Yes. I got to come. And then they're like, ah, that's short notice. We don't know what we can do. Da, 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 da. But anyway, they made it happen. And so I did. I, went to, I went to, flew into Prague, Czech, Czech Republic, uh, did a night in the Czech Republic, uh, two services in Czech Republic. Then the rest I finished up in, in, um, in Slovakia. Did 10 cities, 10, 10, 10 churches, 10 cities, 10 nights all over Slovakia, and then flew out of Austria. Jesus, hallelujah. And, um, and, and so as soon as we got back, the, the pandemic hit, and they closed the world down. See, but I, the Holy Ghost knew. Yep. See, always listen to the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And even when in the natural, it, see, don't get in the natural, because here's what people do. You ready? Here's what people miss. People miss it because they make money an issue. We come over there. I want this. Side, I want this section to get it too. People miss it because they make money an issue. Because in the natural, you know, just wait a couple more months, and the, the, the plane tickets are a lot cheaper. But if I would have operated by the natural, I'd have never went to Slovakia, and the whole nation's opened up to me. Matter of fact, they put me on the front cover of their major magazine there. The whole nation's opened up to me. And so as soon as the things open back up, I'm going back to Slovakia. Man, I got all kinds of things lined up. Amen? Amen. But thank God, thank God I obeyed, because that yeah. was the first time I'd ever been there. Thank God, thank God that I, I followed the witness in my spirit and not the logic in my head. That, 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 just, that just impacted somebody. Somebody just got that. Oh, it's that drunk guy back there named Ken, huh? <laughs> Don't operate by logic. Operate by faith. 
Oh yeah, they'll come around. Shut up. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, don't worry about it. Just, just cry out even louder. Amen. Cry out even louder. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, cry out even louder. Yeah. Yeah. When they tell you to shut up, when, the, when, they tell, when, when the enemy comes and tells you, you know, you just gave all that money, you just missed it, then give, give even more. Amen? When, he, when you about ready to give out $100, and he tells you, you know what, you ain't going to have anything left, then give two. Yeah. And if he keeps on, then give three. Come on. If you're going to give a 1000 he's going to tell you, you know, that's, your, you know, that's just part of your vacation. You know what? Knock him in the mouth again and give yeah. 2000 right. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. If the Lord tells you to give that car away, you give it away. Amen? If it tells you to give that home away, give them. I had a friend. I have a friend. I had a friend of mine, just in um, down in West Palm Beach. Is a manager's friend of mine. He was just given like a five million dollar home. Gave it to him. Hallelujah. Oh, see what faith does. Yeah. Come on, church. And we want to. We want to settle for. You know, we want to settle for what we can do. We want to settle for what our hands can do. No, no, no. Let's exercise our faith. Let's exercise our faith in, for spiritual things. Let's exercise our faith for material things, for natural things in this world. Amen? Amen. Now, obviously, and I'll say it again, obviously, first and foremost, our first priority is to release our faith when it comes to the kingdom and advancing God's kingdom. But understand something. God wants you to enjoy life. Come on. God wants you to... There's nothing wrong with having material things. Just don't allow material things to have you. You know how you know it's got you? If the Lord tells you to give it away and you can't then you serve it. Jesus, I said to David, have mercy on me. The Bible says Jesus stood still. Look on the screen there. Cover that spot there on my head. I I have a full head of hair in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, don't make me look like Pastor Mike on the front row. Jesus. <laughs> you know, God knows how many hairs we had on our head. You know, I mean, I know how many hairs on his head. Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dear friend. I love you. <laughs> Go back to go back to Mark ten. Hallelujah. <laughs> Many were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, "Son of David, have mercy on me." Verse forty-seven, or forty-six, forty-nine. Sorry, forty-nine. Sorry. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. And Jesus stopped and said, call him here. Now let me ask you a question. Was it pity that that had Jesus call the blind man? His faith caused the Lord. Listen to this. His faith caused the one who with his breath, the very one that's here, that, call, that is calling by Bartimaeus, 
is the very one that created the stars with his breath. Yeah. <laughs> and he called him here. And they called to the blind man saying, take courage, stand up. He's calling for you. They weren't just saying that a minute ago. They weren't saying that a minute ago. Oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, you, you, you wait what's coming, especially here at Boomerang Church, you know. Yeah. You just wait. People are going to come say, you know, that pastor down there, you know, nah, nah, nah. even a couple of people might even leave the church, blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, they just, you know, full of themselves and the devil and listen to the devil. You know, the pastor say something that's not even meant toward them, but they take it like, well, he's, he's talking about me. He's preaching, he's, he's preaching about me in the service. And when he's even thinking about you, stop thinking so highly of yourself. But then, but then again, then he obeys the past. He obeys the Father. The Father explodes this place. But they'll come back. They'll come back. They'll, they'll always come back. They'll always come back. You know, they'll always come back. Oh, Pastor, you know, we took a little sabbatical. They're going to lie. They lied when they left. They'll be lying when they come back. That changed. <laughs> you know, Pastor, we took us a little sabbatical, you know, but you know, I know we wasn't there in the flesh, but Pastor, we was there in the spirit all the time. <laughs> that's, that, that's that religious jargon. Yeah. Bull malarkey. <laughs> that they use. You know what? Yeah, that, that, that's, they always come back, you know, but the thing about it is, yeah, you might have. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there in the flesh, but he was with you in the spirit, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame your spirit never honored God with a tithe either. Come on, it's a shame your spirit never sent an offering either. Yeah. You liar. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even talking like that tonight. But, <laughs> <laughs> but for everyone that leaves, Tim will come. Radical Christians. Amen. Radical in their giving. Yeah. Radical in their faith. Yeah. Radical in when it comes to the things of God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah! Go back on the screen. I'm calling things that be not as though they are. I'm calling those things that be not. I'm calling those things that be not. I'm calling those things that be not as though they are. In the name of Jesus, I do not see a white spot on my head. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> it's not there. In the name of Jesus. You know, the light makes it look worse. <laughs> Lower the lights. Don't make it look like that. I actually got hair back there. Look at verse 50. Man, it took me a long time to get to this verse. Look at verse 50. <laughs> Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. Yeah. Do you know, do you know that, that's, a, that's another, another act of faith right there? Yeah. Because, see, his cloak said that he's blind. Yeah. But the Bible says that he took and he threw it off. Yeah. Yeah. But yet he's still blind. He's still blind. But yet his faith yeah. is an operation. His faith, listen to me, his faith says, I once was blind, but Jesus called, I now see. Even yeah. though he doesn't see, but yet his faith said he sees. Now look at this, look at verse 51. 
And answering him, Jesus said, you're going to see what Jesus said. What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want, or Jesus, or Master, I want to regain my sight. Verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go, the faith of the Father, my faith, has made you well. Did Jesus' faith heal this man? That's not what the Scripture says. Come on. That's not what the Scripture says. The Bible says, Jesus said, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began to follow him on the road. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord good? Hallelujah. Come on, isn't the Lord good? Come on, isn't the Lord good? It's time to come up higher. It's time to come up higher. It's time to come up higher. Come on, it's time to come up higher. Come on, it's time to come up higher. Come on, it's time to come up higher. 